This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Eric Ting Hag is at the wheel and the new era is underway at Manchester United. So what does that mean in terms of the club's transfer policy? Paul Pogba let his contract run down for a second time. Frankie de Jong appears not closer to joining and question marks hang over the back line. All the while, other Premier League giants have already spent big, such as Erling Haaland and Darwin Nunez to Manchester City and Liverpool, respectively. Well, Fabrizio Romano joins me today for the latest transfer report circulating around the Red Devils. Kigo Lasso begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kigo Lasso. This is a live episode on a Friday. What a way to end the work week. Fabrizio Romano, how are you, brother? Hey, my friend. All good. All good. Thank you. Ready to answer your questions. And thank you again. Absolutely. Fabrizio Romano in the house, as always, as we mentioned in the summer, twice a week, a dose of Fabrizio Romano. We are all so lucky. Hey, Fab, by the way, the World Cup 2026 in North America. We know the cities now. Mexico City, L.A., New York, New Jersey, Miami, Philadelphia, Boston, Vancouver, Toronto. Are you excited or what? If I was to ask you, Fab, one city where you would like definitely book your ticket to watch a game to, which one would it be, do you think? I have two answers. The first answer is Miami because I want to go there. And so Hard Rock Stadium is my priority. And so I go with Miami, honestly. And the second, I hope Italy will be there because I'm really worried. I already missed two World Cups. And so I want Italy to be there. So this is my real priority as of now. So fantastic cities, but I want my team to be there or it will be a disaster. Imagine three World Cups with it, without Italy. Fabrizio. Romano, as a Peruvian, I hope that I'm there too and we can all celebrate. And Miami is the correct choice, my friend. It's going to be mayhem in Miami and I can't wait. And obviously, I'm hoping that Italy will be there, of course. Well, Fabrizio Romano, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is a live episode. Throw in your questions, but this is specifically focusing on Manchester United. We're going to be updating you on some other things. Thanks to Fab, and we'll answer some questions that you may have. But Manchester United remains the very first talking point. So, Fab, let's get straight into it. No more ifs or buts. Frankie the Young, okay? We know Eric Ten Hag likes him. We know there's been a lot of reports. What is going on? Are the Red Devils beginning to worry about this one? Yes, I think the situation has not changed in the last few days and even today because some of Manchester United fans were worried because of this meeting they had at Barcelona yesterday and changed the financial situation. And so maybe uh, was one of the points to consider in case Barcelona had the decision to keep the player. No, at the, mo moment, at the moment, nothing has changed between Barcelona and Frankie de Jong. It's still a negotiation between Barcelona and Manchester United. It's still a possibility. So the two clubs are still in direct talks, even if yesterday Barcelona have improved their present financial situation thanks to the meeting they had. And so, as of now, it's still a discussion. The last bid is the only one made by Manchester United Last week, it was a verbal proposal for 60 million euros plus 10 million euros at once. But Barcelona said no. Barcelona has been really clear with Manchester United in the last few weeks. They want 85 million euros for Frankie. 
But why the situation has not changed yet? Because mm, the real pro- problem at the moment for Barcelona is not just about the fee, the money they will receive from Frankie de Jong, and of course it's important for their financial situation, but it's also about the salary. The salary of Frankie de Jong this summer will be a really huge and big salary. And this is something that is creating problem to the salary cap at Barcelona. So this is why they are considering the possibility to negotiate with Manchester United and they're still in discussion with Manchester United. So it's still an open situation. Manchester United are on it. Eric Ten Hag wants Frankie de Jong as a priority signing, as we know. He already had some contact with the player. On player side, he's waiting. I think the player has been really respectful. He said a few days ago, I am in the best club in the world. And so the message is pretty clear. He's really happy at Barcelona. He hopes to stay at Barcelona, but he's waiting to understand if Barcelona will find an agreement with Man United or not. So the player is just waiting. It's up to Man United now to find a final agreement with uh, with Barcelona. So it's my understanding then that Frankie de Jong is basically doing this. I'm happy at Barcelona. Things are fine. I love working under Xavi. Everything is good. But if an offer comes and Barcelona accepts, I am willing to listen because I have a relationship with Eric ten Hag. You know, if I think it's normal. If your club is selling you, it's normal to understand what's going on and what is the real situation. Even because, as you mentioned, on the other side, there is Eric Ten Hag, who is really pushing. And let me say that Manchester United are trying to make him understand that it's not just a signing of a fantastic player. It's a statement for Manchester United to say, OK, we're signing Frank de Jong, the player we wanted. We have no Champions League football this season, but he's accepted to come here. And also, Eric Ten Hag is a message from him that he can attract top players at Manchester United. So it's more than a simple signing top player, of course, but it's not just the player. It's the message they send in case they will be able to sign Frankie de Jong. So this is why uh, they are really pushing. Frankie knows about it, but he's really happy at Barcelona. If it's for Frankie, he would love to stay there. And I think his message in public saying, I am in the best club in the world, was pretty clear. So Frankie is really relaxed, really happy at Barcelona, but it's up to the club now to decide if they want to sell him or not. All right. Well, we're getting more questions about this. Managing Barca, always a follower, always a fan, equally as we are of you as well. Managing Barca, thank you so much. Uh, They want to know if uh, Man City are interested in Frankie de Jong. I think it's the same answer we said last week. They've always been interested in Frankie de Jong. Pep Guardiola is a super fan, but at the moment, after spending big money on Erling Haaland, they are preparing a bid for Cucurella. They are going for Calvin Phillips in the midfield. They are not going to spend 90 million on Frankie de Jong plus salary, commission, and ons and everything. So at the moment, they are not planning to make an official bid for Frankie de Jong with these conditions. I said last week, and I say again, the only way could be a potential swap deal. But at the moment, there is not a negotiation between Manchester City and Frankie de Jong. So it's a long-term interest, but nothing else at the moment. So let's keep it open. But at the moment, it's Man United that is negotiating with Barcelona, not Man City. All right, let's play a hypothetical here. Uh, Fabrizio Romano, let's say Frankie de Jong stays at Barcelona. I presume Manchester United have a backup option? Of course, of course they have, I'm sure. Uh, At the moment, they don't want to speak about it because they are really focused on Frankie, but top clubs always have... Uh, some some other option in, in the list. For example, they had some conversation uh, with uh, Martin Schotz, who is the agent of Christian Eriksen. They had some conversation in the last few days again, and they're waiting for his final answer, still not decided. Christian Eriksen has three proposals on the table, one from Brentford, it's a very good proposal, one from Tottenham and one from Manchester United. So he's going to decide in the coming days, but at the moment, it's still something that is verbal. It's still nothing on, on paper and still nothing uh, finalized between Christian Eriksen and any club. And I'm sure that Manchester United have a list in this case with many players to consider. For example, Ruben Neves is a player they like since a long time, but they are not going to pay 100 million, as Wolves said a few weeks ago, with their manager. So it depends How much on the do Wolves want? 
Ah, Bruno Lazio, the manager of Wolves, a few weeks ago said we want 100 million for, for <laughs> Ruben Neves. So I think, you know, in this moment, Man United are not going to pay this crazy fees for the players. Their target is plan A, plan B, and plan C is Frankie de Jong. That okay. All right. Well, listen, Wolves, you can ask whatever you want, I guess. 100 million. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Hey, listen, a couple of more Manchester United related questions, obviously, as we continue here. What's next for the Uruguayan uh, Edison Cavani? Uh, by the way, uh, thank you, Natalie, for the question. What's going on with Cavani? Is he going to La Liga? He wants to go to La Liga. He's waiting to understand the proposals. He has a proposal from South American clubs are trying for him in every single way, from Mexico, from South America, from different countries. They're trying for him in Italy, Salernitana, after their miracle to stay in Serie A. They wanted to try this dream to bring uh, Cavani back to Serie A, but at the moment there is absolutely nothing serious. And La Liga is his obsession. So I'm sure that he will take some days with his agents to decide. But he wants to do this La Liga experience because he was great in Italy. Great in France, he played in Premier League, of course, with Manchester United, and so now he wants to complete this European tour with La Liga. Well, I wonder if, you know, Darwin Nunez, who used to play for Almeria, Almeria has come back to the La Liga. I wonder if our Uruguayan comes there. Maybe it's a team a little too low for his expectations, but yeah, it would be great to see Cavani in La Liga. Hey, by the way, there's another buddy as well. Omar, thank you for your question. What about uh, Julian Timber to Manchester United? Is it happening? Obviously, the Ajax defender, 20 years old, has a good relationship previously with Eric Ten Hag. What's going on there? Ah, this is for sure a name they discussed internally. This is a name that they have in their list. So Timber is part of Manchester United list. But at the moment, Ajax have not received any official proposal yet for, uh, for Timber. So I guess Manchester United are still deciding internally who is the best option at centre-back. Let me say that Ajax want around 50, 45, 50 million euros for Timber. Right? It's not going to be uh, anything easy, even because the player knows after Luis Van Gaal's statement that Playing at Ajax, being a starter would be important for the World Cup, and this could be a factor. The player will be really respectful, so I think it's not an issue on player's side. The real point is between the two clubs, because the player knows that Ajax would be ready to offer him a new deal in case he stays at the club this summer. So the player is really, really open to, to, to understand his future in the coming weeks. But at the moment, from Manchester United, strong interest, of course, strong link with Eric Ten Hag, but still no official bids. Any defenders uh, at all in that list for Manchester United? Uh, the, the back line is a major talking point for United yes. fans, specifically going into the new season. Are there any other targets that Ten Hag is looking at? For example, Pau Torres is a player that they yep. they discussed internally again, and he has released close 60 million. But now uh, the understanding is that Villarreal would be open to negotiate for maybe something less than this, so it could be 45, 50 million for for Pau Torres. They had some conversation with Inter a few weeks ago for Alessandro Bastoni, but Inter are not selling both Bastoni and Skriniar as of today, and they are negotiating for Skriniar with Paris Saint Germain. So this is why Bastoni at the moment is nothing serious between Manchester United or any other club. And, uh, and Inter. So I'm sure that they will go for a centre-back. I'm sure that May United will sign a centre-back because Eric Ten Hag thinks it's a priority for May United this summer, but we are not yet at the final at the final stages. All right. Well, let's talk about the exits uh, here, by the way. All right. We have one more question here. Uh, producer Dois Norris uh, throwing one more in. Shiv Kumar Pujari, thank you so much. Uh, will Manchester United sign a DM, Fabrizio Romano? I think it depends on the budget. It depends on the budget because we always mention many names, but let's remind that Man United will have to sign top midfielder and we mentioned the youngest priority, a centre-back, maybe a new full-back. Uh, they will have to sign a new striker. So many things to do this summer. So it depends on the budget. It depends on the outgoings and it depends on which kind of player they want to pick. If you sign Frank the Young, you need some kind of player. So it depends on the young, I would say, but... They've always been convinced they want a center defense and defensive midfielder. So my expectation is, yes, I see them signing this player. 
All right, let's talk Paul Pogba here. Let's talk about the exits. Uh, back to Juventus on a free, uh, I believe, intent on showing Manchester United that they made a mistake. Paul Pogba has been uh, obviously seen, you know, talking about, you know, how he was conflicted and confused about the situation in Manchester United, a club that was telling him, look, we want you, we love you, but yet weren't really showing that, at least uh, from a decision basis, contract basis. But you, Paul Pogba to Juventus, what, what's the latest there? Yes, it's almost it's almost completed. They just need to discuss some final details on the taxis point of view because there is a law in Italy that is going to help Juventus with this signing. And so Juventus, as they do with many other clubs, it's not just for Juventus, but it's part of Italian law for, for Italian clubs. And so this is why they are finalizing something on the contract. But everything is set to be completed between Juventus and, uh, and Paul Pogba. It's going to be a four-year deal for 8 million euros net per season, guaranteed plus add-ons. To go for more than 10 million euros per season potential package for uh, for Paul Pogba, so everything is in place. They expect Paul Pogba to sign in the first days of of uh, July, so everything is ready between Juventus and Pogba. He's coming back. Paris Saint Germain had a big interest in him, but when Leonardo was the director, now with Campos they have different targets. And let me say that Manchester City were really interested in Pogba eh? because Manchester City were really serious. Pep Guardiola had a direct conversation with Paul Pogba, but the player was not convinced about this move because he wanted to be even more relaxed, you know, after difficult years at Manchester United, moving to Manchester City, the pressure would have been something crazy. And so he wanted to go back to Juventus. At Juventus, they love him. The Juventus fans go crazy for him. He loves the city, he loves Italy, he loves Juventus. And so this is why I think is the perfect match between Pogba and Juve. I mean, he must really love Juventus, turning down Pep Guardiola and Manchester City. Uh, pretty uh, impressive. I wanted to quickly ask you, Fabrizio, maybe a loaded question here, but it seems to me that this has just been an absolute failure from Manchester United's perspective on Paul Pogba. You spend a lot of money on him and now he's leaving you on a free... I mean, how would you assess, I guess, the journey of Pogba within Manchester United and how it's all dealt? Because always the conversation has been Pogba, Pogba, Pogba. But it really, it's a a dual situation. It's a dual problem where Manchester United equally, I don't think, handled him just as well as Pogba in many ways probably didn't, wasn't able to deliver as much as he wanted to. Yes, I think this is one of the most incredible deals in the history of football, honestly. If you see that you lose a player, a top talent, as was Pogba uh, 10 years ago, and they lost him on a free to join Juventus. It was incredible at Juventus. And the expectation was for Paul Pogba to become a potential Ballon d'Or one day because he had all the skills to become a Ballon d'Or or a Ballon d'Or contender, but to win important titles. And then he left Juventus for 100 million euros to go to Man United and then you lose again on a free. I agree with you. This is a problem that they had on both sides because Pogba was not performing but also Man United were not helping him and so it was a terrible, terrible deal. Just a for, bad for relationship. Yeah. Yes, and let me say that it shows that also sometimes uh, with this free agent situations that we are having with players like Pogba and many other, uh, others around Europe, Sometimes the clubs, and I still remember Mino Raiola told me many times in the past about this situation, sometimes the club need to sell the players at the right moment. If you feel that something is not working, you have to show up and go and speak with the players, speak in public with your director, with your manager, and say, okay, this is not working, and this is why we are going to sell the player. May United wanted to protect and protect this Pogba deal till the end, and then they lost. They lost indeed. Well, hopefully they will learn their lesson. A few more uh, discussions here. Dean Henderson to Nottingham Forest, we believe. What's going on there? And also, who will replace him? Yes, it's really close. It's really close deal. Uh, Manchester United and Nottingham Forest are in direct contact. The only point to decide if there will be a buy option clause included in the deal or not, because Nottingham Forest want this buy option clause for £20 million. Man United saying no, they don't want to include 
for this value a buy option close. So there is a possibility to remove the close in, from, from the deal, but it's going to be a long deal. Dean Anderson has already agreed personal terms with, uh, with Nottingham Forest. And so uh, I think it's a matter of days and then it could be completed for uh, Dean Anderson to, to Nottingham Forest. For the replacement, we will see. They have Tom Eaton, they have some, some names, but they will decide once it will be completed for, uh, for Dean Anderson. Match day one in the Premier League, Nottingham Forest hosting Newcastle. It should be a fantastic atmosphere at the city ground. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Fab is still with us, and we'll talk about a little bit, you know, because United opened the season against Brighton, and the way they handle things, it really impresses me. I want Fab to just uh, give me a little bit of the lowdown on how they do some business, uh, some compare and contrast. We'll talk about Lukaku, some Arsenal, because Arsenal fans always want some, and we give it to you. Of course, and much, much more. Fabrizio Romano, que golazo, LME. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Welcome back, everybody. Fabrizio Romano, que golazo, LME. This is a live episode to finish off your work week. We got plenty more of content on que golazo, getting closer to 13,000 subscribers thank you so much and we got plenty more as we mentioned there's some world cup stuff some more fabrizio next week and much much more fab we've talked a lot about manchester united and they are playing brighton and brentford away to kick things off before hosting liverpool i kind of wanted to just focus a little bit on brighton because i'm always really impressed by them obviously you mentioned cucurella a major target for pep guardiola and then obviously you know ben white who earlier went to Arsenal as well, and some other key players. Bisuma, of course, going to Tottenham. But then they replace them with players that, you know, uh, create so much interest and potential. Moises Caicedo from Ecuador, of course, and, and some others. I'm just, I'm always very impressed by Brighton, is what I'm trying to say, with the very little money that they have. How would you assess it as somebody that knows the transfer window so well? Well, the key word is strategy. They have a fantastic strategy. Let me say that they have a fantastic manager because their manager is something special. He's doing an incredible job and all the players are super happy with Potter. Yep. So Potter, he's always been, yep. yes, Potter has always been highly rated into the dressing room, the relationship he has with the players. And this is something important. And then the strategy, how they act on the market. They already know that they're going to lose some player in the summer and they prepare their signings like in February, in March. 
And this is what they're always doing. It's not easy because, as you mentioned, they don't have big budget, big money, but they have a great strategy. And this is how some clubs around Europe, like Brighton, but many others in England, in other countries, they always mention Sassuolo, for example, here in Italy, and many others, how they prepare the future is something, is something impressive. And yes, for example, last summer, what they did with Kukureya is something that, in my opinion, was really smart. This was a player like Getafe was great since a long time, but many top clubs were not trusting him. Maybe he's not ready. And so when they signed him for Brighton from La Liga, you know that Premier League is completely different football. But then when they decided to jump into it, they were trusting the player. They were not considering any problem. And he turned down to be one of the best players in the, in the Premier League in his position. So I'm sure that their strategy will be the secret, the secret again and again. Yeah, Kukureya, 23 years old, by the way. So Lovely. still, uh, you know, amazing just how, how how they can overturn that kind of uh, transfer business. All right, speaking of transfers, Romelu Lukaku hasn't worked out with Chelsea. Let's be completely honest. Uh, not all his fault. I really feel that the strategy that Thomas Tuchel brings doesn't really appeal to the way that he is as a striker. So I believe, Fabrizio Romano, back to Inter Milan. What's going on there? How will it be financed? Chelsea replacement. There's a lot going on here. Yes, it's really close between between Inter and Chelsea for Romero Lukaku. They are discussing on the on the fee for the potential loan fee because it's going to be a loan deal for Romero Lukaku to Inter. Inter can't pay for a permanent move, but they're negotiating on this loan move with a new meeting today taking place between a direct contact between Inter and uh, and Chelsea. In this contact, Inter will improve their proposal because the opening bid was five million euros plus two million euros at once, and Chelsea said no, they want way more than this. But they are negotiating. Inter are prepared to do something important to bring in Cromero back and Lukaku only wants Inter so when I saw some rumors from German clubs Spanish clubs Lukaku only wants Inter move only wants to go back to, to Inter and so the expectation here internally at the club is that he has very good chances to, to go back to Inter so the negotiations will continue in the coming hours of course Chelsea in case Lukaku will leave they will find a new striker they will look for a new striker let me remind that Broja is coming back at the club this summer after a very good season with Southampton so they will need to make a decision because many clubs are interested in him like West Ham and so they will need to decide on many players this summer at Chelsea but for sure the expectation is to move for a striker in case Romelu will leave the club you mentioned some players there Lautaro Martinez uh, he is the most dangerous player for Argentina under Lionel Scaloni is he Okay, at Inter, I hear about a Tottenham bid or 90 million or something. Thank you, Laxon, for your question, as well as now Molina as well, the other Argentinian uh, who plays for Udinese as well. Is he an interest? Uh, but Lautaro Martinez remains my interest. What's going on there? At the moment, Lautaro is super happy with Inter. He's, fine. He's super okay. happy. He just opened a new restaurant in the center of Milano five days ago. So he doesn't want to leave. Steakhouse or yes. what? Yes. Yeah. yeah, almost. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so he doesn't want. He doesn't want to leave the club. Lautaro really wants to stay at Inter, and he's been really clear with the board. Then you know, if crazy bids will arrive, we know with Inter they always consider important bids. But at the moment, ninety million bids or something like that is not on Inter table. So let's see in the coming weeks. Now El Molina, he's attracting Molina interest. Is attracting interest, yes, but at the moment still no bid. Udinese won 25, 30 million. We had some rumor about Atletico Madrid, but I'm told that they have not received any bid yet. Interest from Juventus too, but nothing about bids. All right. Well, we have another Manchester United question from Saliu Salas Mansaray. Thank you so much, Fab. Do you think there will be a surprise signing from Manchester United? And if yes, what position and who will it possibly be? I feel like we've beaten this United horse to the to death. But is there a surprising signing that you you envision, Fabrizio Romano? Uh, honestly, this is something that could happen. Could happen because when something is going quiet on the market, 
then you can expect something surprising. But this is general. Eh? For example, look at Arsenal. Uh, we had only the two priorities that are still the two priorities, Gabriel Jesus and Tillemans, for a long time. And then in 24 hours, they completed the negotiation for Fabio Vieira. So in the market, sometimes it happens. And I won't be surprised if Man United will do something like that. But at the same point, honestly, I don't know in which position. I'm sure that they are trying to, to do some other deal and not just the names we're mentioning. I'm 100% sure that the names are not, the, the one, not only the ones we have on the press and on, on, on journalist point of view, but we will see. But there's a reason why it's so objectively obvious that Frankie de Jong is, is such an important part as well as a center midfield. So if it's not Frankie de Jong, that center midfield role obviously is, is a key for United. Yes, no, no, this is for sure. This is for sure. This is where they want to build the future. And so, but, but it's about Eric Ten Hag. Eric Ten Hag is convinced that that's so important to, to have this kind of player. So this is why they are really positive, obsessive with, with Frankie. And they will try and try with Frankie. So at the moment, they are not considering any plan B. All right, well, let's finish up with Arsenal. And Arsenal fans, finally, once again, the older Arsenal fans, anyway, you can sing again, Vieira. Oh, but this time it's Fabio Vieira, the Portuguese professional midfielder from Porto, 22 years old. What's the latest there? It's done, right? Yes, 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 it's done. He's in London with his agent. Uh, he had his medical today morning. Now he's going to sign the contract, but everything is signed between the two clubs. He's a 35 million euros deal plus 5 million euros at once. So he's going to be a new Arsenal player, born in 2000. He's a really talented guy, really talented guy. He's a very good one. Uh, in Portugal, they rate him really highly. And so I'm sure that for Arsenal, he's an interesting one, a quality offensive midfielder. I'm curious to see where he will play because they have many quality offensive midfielders yeah. like Odgaard, Smith-Rowe. So what will be the idea of Mikel Arteta? But I'm told that Arteta and Edu were absolutely together on this signing. So I'm sure they have a plan. And they do have Europe as well, so, you know, they do have to think about that as well. Fabrizio Romano, oh, one more. Okay, Rob Kelly, hi, is that your name? Okay, Rob Kelly, hi. How's it going, Rob Kelly? Hi. Fabrizio Romano, any news on Rafinha, Gabriel Jesus, Yuri Tillemans? Rafinha will take time, 55 million for Leeds, asking for 55 million, so it's not an easy deal. For sure, Arsenal have interest since long time, but at the moment, also Barcelona. And we know that Barcelona are in very advanced tolls with his agent, but not yet between clubs. So And Leeds can see. hold strong because they're in the Premier League. So Exactly, yeah. exactly. but 55 million is the price tag. Gabriel Jesus is always top target for Arsenal, but I'm told that there is still no bid to Manchester City so we have to wait some days to see when they will make this official bid but Gabriel has always been the main target and Tillemans is the main target as midfielder for Tillemans they are still working they are still in contact with his agent also this case still not bid to Leicester but is out of contract next summer as Gabriel Jesus too and so for Arsenal sometimes to wait a bit is also potential good strategy to change the situation with the clubs as both players are out of contract Gabriel and Tillemans and both of them are not extending the contracts all right, very, very quick, because it's my show, Fabrizio. Aston Villa, nothing. It's very quiet these days. It's just exits. At the at moment, moment, yes. Right? But I'm told that they are trying to find a new left back to create some good competition to uh, to Lucas Dénia. So, of course, Lucas is a key player for Aston Villa. But the next one could be a left back. I hope to have some updates next week. All right, my brother. It's always a pleasure. And thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. And sorry we couldn't get to all your questions. We did the best that we could. But Fabrizio Romano is always here twice a week, by the way. And you can follow him on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. All the CBS Sports content is here we go. Content, of course, and so much more. Anything before we say goodbye, Fabrizio Romano? Anything else that we didn't touch on? Meeting today, Bayern, Liverpool for Sadio Mane deal. 
it will be a new proposal from from Bayern. They are more than optimistic. Bayern are forty-five million around that, something like I that. I think a bit, bit less than this could be around forty, but they are going to discuss about the add-ons. But the expectation internally at Bayern is, is that is going to be a really good negotiation. So they see Sadio Mane signing for Bayern. He has an agreement on personal terms, three-year contract, and so Sadio Mane is really, I would say, one step away from joining Bayern. All right, and I'm wondering if that means that's one step away from Lewandowski going to Barcelona, but we'll see about that as well. Fabrizio Romano, always a pleasure. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Thank you to all the guys sending the questions in the chat. And as always, see you soon here on Kegolas. Absolutely. And Fabrizio knows Spanish, by the way. So if he goes to Miami, he's good to go. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Hey, Fabrizio, thank you so much, brother. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Kegolasso pod, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso. Keep on sharing and spreading the word of our channel, of course, and anywhere else you watch or listen to uh, CBS Sports. Fabrizio Romano, LME. We'll see you next time. Have a fantastic, fantastic weekend. Till then.